Well, hello, hello, and welcome to another broadcast of On The Go with LFHHM. I'm Sister Anne, and just welcome, 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 welcome. You know, spending some time and just hanging out, just trusting God, huh, for things and hanging out and enjoying Jesus. That we, It's fall. So now that the weather is starting to get cooler, uh, you know, that's okay. Change of seasons and all that. That's, that's okay. I like change of seasonings. How seasoning, the seasoning, I like changing seasonings too, <laughs> different seasonings, but change the change of the season uh, says something, it doesn't it? It's uh, the transitions of God that he has on our beautiful earth. And he just, he's good to, to help us. Um, he, we transition in the different seasons. Fall is is uh, here. And that's something, that's a, a month that I, I mean, not a month, but a season that I enjoy. Uh, December, the great month of December, the last month of the year. That's my favorite month. And uh, for more than one reason. So that it says that, hey, we're coming up on some wonderful holiday times too. Yeah, coming up on some wonderful holiday times. Uh, let's see what we what do we have? We have a harvest season. So the harvest uh, time season of Thanksgiving is coming up. Yeah. So uh, that uh, Thanksgiving, I, I'm getting getting things ready uh, as far as what I'm gonna, what I'm gonna serve. You know, I don't know what you serve for Thanksgiving, but I, I have a little bit of everything. Y'all eat chitlins? <laughs> Chitterlings. Yes, that is a delicacy. Maybe not the healthiest uh, thing that we can eat, but it, it's a delicacy. That's probably why we don't eat them every day or every week even or every month we usually just save those for the holidays but uh my household they they don't eat chitlins but i cook them anyway i have one one young person that eats chitlins and then of course i eat them a little bit i can't eat very many of them anymore but uh one part young person that eats chitlins and uh you know, I think I have a neighbor that eats chitlins. So uh, that's cool. So we'll probably cook enough. Big shout out to all the neighbors that I have. The one neighbor in particular that eats the chitlins. <laughs> so I'll be I'll be cooking those up. You know, I usually just clean maybe about 20, 20 pounds because it, it takes it takes a long time to clean them. That's what the delicacy part is all about. It put you have to put a lot of time into that particular soul food dish, that particular dish that that uh, some households like to eat. So, yeah, it takes a while. I, I was trying to do 30 and all that. Now, I don't have time for 30 or anything. I just do 20. No one eats them like that, you know. So I'll be cleaning those. And of course, I do my greens on a regular basis. We have greens every week. And, you know, you should eat greens. Greens are good for you. Yeah, healthy and everything. But the holiday season is coming in. So the harvest season. And of course, Christmas and, you know, special, the special day of celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And People go way overboard uh, a lot of times uh, to try to to get those particular special gifts for uh, their loved ones and everything because uh, that's pretty much what we do. Now nah, we uh, want to give gifts. Even Jesus said, you know, what's Colin talking about the people being wicked and knowing how to give good gifts to their children. So being Christians, we we want to give good gifts. We know how to give good gifts, too. So that's something a time that I'm looking forward to are the holidays. Now, our subject today is kind of a, a big subject because there may be some of this going on and you don't even know that you're doing it. Hmm? 
And the big question that I ask is, uh, you know, discussing today and asking, do or should Christians gamble? Should they gamble? So we have some scriptures. And of course, the main thing, guys, when we're talking and thinking about what we should do as far as Christians, everything that God has, he explains it in his word. So uh, he explains it. And that's what we follow. You know, that's what we follow. We follow the word of God as his children so that we don't sin against the Lord, so that we don't sin against ourselves. And we have a great testimony for the world to the world that God has changed our lives. Yeah. So the world testimony to the world, we can show the world with our lives that we don't, you don't have to live a certain way of, of evil and, and, um, you know, gambling and a game of chance and, a, you know, games of, uh, you know, just being ruthless and, and all of that. I mean, there's, there's a spirit that comes along with gambling, uh, several spirits, hmm? and gambling buddies and all that. that. You know, it's not just, okay, well, what is it? Uh, one type of spirit when you have an issue it's several spirits that you deal with negative ones because if it's not the holy spirit that we're trusting in and living according to the holy spirit then yeah those other spirits and they're they're not holy they're demonic they're worldly spirits that will deceive us if we fall into the temptation of those spirits yeah so should Christians gamble? Should Christians gamble? I'm just going to go ahead and share my screen here. And uh, of course, you know the drill. If you have a scripture that you would like to share to uh, to support, you know what the Lord says about the uh, gambling, go ahead and share those the scripture too. Yeah, are you a gambler? Should Christians gamble? Should we do it? Well, let's take a look at Hebrews chapter 11. So go ahead and grab your Bible. And you know, I like to read out of the amplified version of the Bible because it helps to get a, an understanding of what we're reading. Blessings to you. Uh, Dr. Anthony Clark, blessings to you as well. Yeah, should Christians gamble is the question. Uh, you know, are you a gambler? Hmm. Yeah, that's a strong question. You know, it's it's a personal question. It really is. It's a personal question. It's all different types of gambling, isn't it? And we know the different different ones now. Look, uh, going to the back in the day when the boats, remember the boats came in and then you could gamble the different boats that it, they were gambling houses or hotels that were on the water. We have several here in the greater Kansas City, Missouri area. So you would legally, you could legally uh, gamble there and, and the facility was where it was on a boat and it was where the, the river, the Missouri River, or whichever river is here, riverboat gambling. So that became legal in the state of Missouri. And, you know, people make excuses. Oh, I go there for the buffet. And they did have beautiful uh, spreads and be delicious food and everything. And But it was still in an environment or an atmosphere where uh, people gambled. And I don't know how successful they are, what's going on with them even now. Uh, good evening. Good evening, Sister Reza Singleton. Good evening to you as well. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that, um, you know, if they're still popular, the gambling houses or whatever, the riverboat gambling is popular, if they're still down there. I, I don't go down there to eat, you know, it's because I don't really want my. I don't want my reputation to be, okay, well, Sister Ann hangs out at the boat. 
<laughs> there's other places to eat. There's other places to enjoy yourself. There's, you know, nice restaurants that are just, you know, laid out and you can enjoy yourself at those restaurants. I have an extra N in my name here, don't I? So, yeah, you know, our, should Christians gamble? So let's take a look at Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6. Verse 6 here. And this is uh, really the main, one of the main understandings that I have as a Christian and what we teach and what we're taught when it comes to gambling. Look, it says, but without faith, it is impossible to please and to satisfactory and to be satisfactory to him. And that's capital letter H. It's in uh, without faith, it is impossible to please the Lord. That's the King James version of the scripture uh, to satisfactory, to be satisfactory to him, to please the Lord. Uh, the Jesus says to have faith in God. So we look at what what are the actions that you do when you're gambling? What are you doing? Well, look at what this uh, picture is here. What what does he have? He has a fistful of money. Ooh, he has a fistful of money. Where did he get the money? Could be easy come, easy go. Hmm, he could have gotten it, you know, in a way where it wasn't uh, wasn't legal. Could have gotten been shysty with getting the money. But he has a fistful of money. Some people work get their paychecks and go out and work that legal job and take that, that money, that, that hard earned money on money to where, you know, it could pay your rent, get you out of debt, pay your bills, bless, bless your home, bless other homes, bless people, you know, where it could be used in a good way. So what are you doing? You're taking money and then you're trying to go out and bet a game of chance. You're gambling. It's a game of chance. You don't know whether you're going to win or lose. And the odds are the way that these riverboat riverboat gambling houses are set up, the odds are is that you will lose. Now, they do have professional gamblers out there. That's all they do is gamble. Okay, well, as far as the tactics and what they use to uh, beat the dealer, to win most of the time, even if that is the case, okay, we have scripture to prove, look, what profit a man, we're still taking the, instead of having faith in God, we're still taking hard-earned money and then throwing it to gamble, to get more, more money. We're not having faith in God to provide and bless the working of our hands, getting, getting good good clean money but we're going out there trying to gamble and people do have addictions you wonder why some people are are getting food uh food going to food pantries because they they're addicted there's all kinds of addictions it's more than just drug addictions these actions uh, the social addictions gambling is a social addiction then you also become slave a slave to the to the uh, bar, to the lender, because look, you're going to go in debt. I know a lot of people have gambling problems. They go in debt. They have that number. Oh, it used to be a number, 1-800-BETS-OFF. So just to help people who had gambling addictions. See, that's not a blessing, blessed or blessing in your life. It's not a blessed situation to where God is, he's a blessing. He gives. He blesses. He he strengthens our hands. He gives us wisdom. He enlightens us. He gives us opportunities to overcome. Gives us the victory. Doesn't it feel good when you can develop and grow something and stay focused and even the discipline of what you do? People go to work. I know a lady and God bless her. She's one of my besties. She is getting ready to retire after 35 years. 
35 years. Now, I, I say that it's it's a huge thing. 35 years on a job. How many of us can keep a job for 35 years? How many of us will let the companies will let you keep the job for 35 years? Right. So here's a blessed opportunity for 35 years. She's had her job. Okay. What a, what a blessing. So here it says, but without faith, it is impossible to please and to be satisfactory to him for whoever would come near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that God and that he is the rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him out. So, you know, whatever excuse people have, you know, they're, they're gambling for their retirement. Well, God has given you a way. He'll give you a good, honest, clean way where you're not addicted and going out and, and throwing your money away and putting your life in a, the hands of the game of chance. You might win, you might lose. Uh, God has a way to where he has ordered our steps and he promises to bless us in a way to where we will have victory and he will get to the expected end of the purpose and plans that he has for us. And it says that God exists. We have to believe that he exists. So we're wondering, should Christians gamble? What are you saying when you gamble as a Christian? You're saying that you really don't believe that God exists, that he is the creator God, that he is uh, the one who provides. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's the one that uh, will provide for you. So what is it about gambling that that Christians would even want to gamble? That the money, if I always thought and say, I'm like, look, if people were giving, if Christians were, if you wanted to give some money away, why give it to the gambling house? <laughs> give it to the church house. Huh? Give it in the tithe. Give a tenth. And, and shoot, that's a sure way to where you know, of course, you want to make sure that where you're giving, you're giving the resources, that money and sowing, we call it sowing into good ground where they're being a blessing to the community, to the people in that community, to the people of God. The doors of the church are open. They're ministering to people, the gospel, the truth of the word of God. So you want to make sure that they're doing that, of course, but wow, you know, that it's better to give to the church house than the gambling house because, you know, the the rate of, of even winning while you're gambling, you know, that rate, you won't even, most of the time you won't even win. And, and what are you winning? What are you in there playing a game of chance for when you have a great God? Should Christians gamble? Hmm? So if you have faith in God, Bible says have faith in God, because without it, it's impossible to please him. So if you have faith in God, my guess is that you're not going to have faith in these dice, gamble with dice, cards. You're not going to have faith in those, those chips. What about the sporting events? Mm, yeah, those sporting events are, you know, they have the different, um, I don't know, what is it, play where they virtual, virtual uh, sporting activities or whatever, any type of of situation where you're gambling, you're putting your money into a pool to say, okay, I'm going to put my little money in here with a chance to win the big money. That's gambling. You might as well just say, look, I'm just going to donate something. I mean, that's better. I mean, because that's kind of what it is. That's what, not kind of, that's what's really probably the plan for it to happen. Should Christians gamble? But if you have faith in God, if you have faith, in him, you know that he's real. That God will take care of you. God will provide for you. He'll provide a way of escape. Another thing about gambling, people want to get rich quick, don't they? Let's look at uh, Matthew 6. Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21, and then we'll skip down to verse 24. But Matthew chapter 6, now this is Jesus talking. Hmm. Verse 19, 
Do not gather and heap up and store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust and worm consume and destroy and where thieves break through and steal. But gather and heap up and store for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust nor worm consume and destroy and where thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So if you're gambling, you're gambling as a Christian, huh? Where's your heart? Huh? You're gambling. Will you take money because you want to go make money? You want to make more money. Hmm? Just take this money. I'm going to gamble this money and I'm to make more money. So where's your heart? Sounds like it's in the money. Sounds like it's in the love of money. Because if I work or when I work, I like to take that money that I earn and I want to put it in areas that will be a blessing. I want to pay my bills. Do gamblers pay their bills? Hmm. Now, I do know, I know of wealthy people that gamble. So they actually take some of their little coins and they have those big, beautiful casinos, way better looking. I passed by some of them driving and traveling in cars and stuff. I've seen them. So they have the big, beautiful casinos and they just gamble for fun. Take their little money and they go out there and slot machine it or whatever. That I, you know, actually, I don't even remember being in a gambling house, but I know it happens. So you're in there and, you know, you're going in there to gamble, but you're taking that hard-earned money. Why would I take my money into the gambling house where I, I know I'm just going to go have fun? The lights, the bright lights and everything and all of, really? Well, you know, you go to church, you go to a place to help people, go to a soup kitchen. Go somewhere, do something with that money that can be a blessing. Those donations are wonderful. Donate, give, give your time. Yeah, that's better. That's a better thing to do with your money. Should Christians gamble? Let's look at verse 24. Hmm. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. This is what Jesus said, verse 21 and 24. Here we go, verse 24. No, oh, here's the big one. This is why. Huh? No one can serve two masters. So if your heart is all in that money, where's the heart? Where's your heart going to be for God? As a Christian, are you going to grow? Really? Can you say that you're a Christian, that you love God and you're gambling? I think you don't trust him, huh? For no one can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or he will stand by and be devoted to the one and despise and be against the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Mammon is deceitful riches, money, possessions, or whatever is trusted in. Mm, so gambling, look, what are you doing? You trying to serve that money, huh? What's the hit for? <laughs> Shaking those dice. Throwing, what's the hit for? Sam, Sam, whatever. I mean, look, come on. Yeah, you know, that's it. That's just not cool. Bible says, here's Jesus. He says, you know, you, you just can't serve. You'll despise. You'll despise and be against one. And dis you'll, you'll be devoted to the one. So you're going to spend time at that gambling house. You're going to spend time making sure, you know, I'm wondering, are, are there any tithers out there? I mean, for real tithers, where every, every dime that you get, uh, 10% is going to the, to the work of the Lord, hmm? to the ministry, to the work of the Lord, 10%, you're giving, uh, 10%. Now, if you're doing that, uh, I want to ask you a personal question. Do you have a gambling addiction? Hmm? I would I would guess no. 
But what about those who don't tithe? If you don't tithe, if you do have the gambling addiction, do you tithe? Do you give to the work of the Lord? My guess is you probably don't. (laughs) God wants to bless us and enrich us. You know, gambling is a a way of bondage. You're putting your hands in, in a game. A game of chance. What are the odds? That's a game of chance. What are the odds that you'll win? What are the odds that that you'll come out on the winning end? Let's look at Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verse 10. And here's another one. It talks about money. We're talking about it. Thank you, Jesus. It says here... In Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 10, he who loves silver will not be satisfied with silver, nor he who loves abundance with gain. This also is vanity, emptiness, falsity, and futility. Hmm. So here is where uh, the King Solomon, he he just tells us here in Ecclesiastes, you know, he was, he looked what, what under the sun is satisfying? What as a human being, what can I just know that it is just satisfying? It, it is the bomb. It's the thing to do. Hmm? Well, he tells us he who loves silver would not be satisfied with silver. So look, the gambling part, I think, look, if I want to take some money in a game of chance, and take the chance to try to get some money. That means that I must love some money. I must love it. That money, 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 money. <laughs> I remember that jam. I do. Yeah, some people, they've got to have it. Yeah, of course we we do. But we we're as Christians, we do different. We trust in the Lord for, for gain, for businesses, for insight for living a life that uh, allows for us to be uh, frugal and to, to give and to, to do it God's way according to his word. We pay our bills. Yeah, we do. We do our best. We don't overspend. See, that's a gamble. And we're going to look at a couple of more scriptures too where it shows even overspending. You know, hey, what are you doing? You're overspending. You're saying, look, I'm going to take a gamble that I'm going to have more money this same time next week. Oh, really? Yeah, overspend or here you've worked all your career and there's no savings. Now, look, I'm not getting into how we live. We live the best we can. And I know uh, as uh, human beings, I know the enemy is out there and we've been, uh, we go through, I know we do. And even the learning process of fighting against and, and resisting the temptations that have already been set up in our society to spend and to uh, just the worldly things uh, to desire more than what's needed, you know. All of that, I understand. And and Jesus did too. He was here. He was tempted. God himself manifested in the flesh came and was tempted. Just the same way we're tempted. He experienced everything. Yeah. If it wasn't a big deal, even back in the day with money, money wasn't a big, big deal. Then why would Judas? Why would Judas even betray our Christ for 30 pieces of silver? So money was uh, was something he, even then. He was stealing the money. Judas was a thief. He was taking money out of the money bag, out of the treasury, the church treasury. He was that kind of guy. He had an issue when it came to money. So this is nothing new. God has ministered to us. You know, even then there was needed 2,000 years ago. And here we are still talking about money, gambling. Huh? Should Christians gamble? Are you a gambler? Hmm? Are you a gambler? Do you love silver hmm, more than God? Well, do we? 
All right, let's look at uh, Exodus 20 and 17. All right. Now, here, this is one of the Ten Commandments. This is one of the Ten Commandments. The book of Exodus, you can find the Ten Commandments here. And um, this is verse uh, in verse 20, chapter 20. In verse 17, it was one of the commandments that says, You shall not covet your neighbor's house, your neighbor's wife, or his manservant, or his maidservant, or his ox, or his donkey, or anything that is your neighbor's. Hmm? Now, covet means, look, I want what my neighbor has. I want my neighbor's stuff, right? Well, we just talked about how uh, a lot of times the, the addiction or the desire to love money and to gamble, take money to go get more money, it's because you know, we desire more than really what we are even needing in life. Huh? We, we covet. We could even covet because we want to be like the Joneses. Maybe not covet to a way to where we want his house, but maybe we want a house like it. So we're going to go gamble and do whatever we're going to do, trying to live our life in a game of chance. I'm going to take the chance and take this money and probably lose it anyway. But I'm going to take the chance to see if I can get money to go buy a house like like uh, the Joneses down the street. Hmm. Yeah. Or maybe I'll be uh, be looking like this or being all this kind of a guy and I'll go get a, the kind of wife that uh, the Andersons had, that Mr. Anderson has, his wife, like his wife. So there's even covetous, maybe not those things that the neighbor has, but to want to be so, to covet what the neighbor has in a way to where you're going to go try to get it and you're going to gamble. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. And maybe you don't know Mr. Jones's wife. She, she high may, I never could understand. I understand high maintenance. I do. But, you know, high maintenance and Jesus, Jesus, he, he was a servant. Yeah. When he was here on earth, he was a servant, even though he had clothes of royalty and was, uh, had expensive clothing on and, and, and he had, he had a house, he had a place, huh? But here's the thing. He still was a servant. So should we be all high maintenance? Should we? And I'm not, you know, trying to slam anybody that uses that term, right? Should we be that it girl? Should we be that fly girl? What's most important in life? Hmm? All right. Let's look at Hebrews 13 and 5. 13 and 5. And let's take a look here. Okay, Hebrews uh, 13. Well, let me try to get over there. See if I marked it right. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Let your character or moral disposition be free from love of money, including greed, a very avarice lust and craving for earthly possessions and be satisfied with your present circumstances and with what you have for he god himself has said i will not in any way fail you nor give you up nor leave you without support I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless or nor forsake nor let you down. Relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. Hmm. So if I'm gambling, I'm, I'm sister Ann, she going up, she going to get to put her clothes on. She going to go up into the gambling house. She going to take her little ends and go gamble to try to get her, get her, her, uh, her rent money back that she done spent on uh at the louis vuitton store she drove to st louis because it's not there's no louis vuitton store in kansas city <laughs> yeah yeah but one is st louis so she drove to st louis and there it is so now she's trying to go make up for the money that she went and spent tempting the lord mm-hmm. so the moral character let it be free from the love of money Mm, including greed. 
So I think that those who gamble have an issue with greed too. I believe so. The love of money, greed, we don't want that. Not as Christians. So I would say, should Christians gamble? No. We should trust in the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Are you a gambler? No, I'm not a gambler. I do my best. Okay, because we talked a little bit. There's more to gambling than the um, the dice and the cards and you know, betting on the games. Hmm. There's more to that. You can gamble too by overspending, being greedy, and then trying to go make up for it somewhere else. Oh, it'll be okay. I'll have it. I'll make it next week. Yeah, that's gambling too. I, I want to be, I want to go and, and, and have the big house and I'm going to go stretch myself super thin. I'm going to just tear myself up trying to go get with what uh, Mr. Jones, Miss Jones has all that. No, we want to, we want to trust. We want to let our moral character be free from love of money, including greed, avarice, lust, and craving for earthly possessions. And we're going to be satisfied with our present circumstances with what we have. Yes, God has given it. And don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with having money. We just need to direct it and have it and be responsible. Be responsible with what we do with it so that we can have it. I can't have money if I'm eating out every day. I don't like spending my money eating it up. I just don't. I can't have money if I'm out trying to, you know, I'm out there and I'm just spending, just living. I deserve this. I can't have it like that. That's gambling because I don't know whether or not it's going to come back in that way. Yes, I have a job, but why should I tempt God when he's already given me money? Let's do it his way. Let's give to his work, give and in support of ministries that bless his people, that bless people, that spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes, that's how we, we don't have to gamble. We know where the money is going. We're, it's, we're putting it and trusting it in the hands of God. He said, give and it shall be given unto you. Press down, shaken together and running over shall men give unto your bosom. And with what we dish out, what we give, he says, it'll, he'll return it back to us. So do we give because God gives it back to us? We give because we love him and we trust him. That's why I give. I give because I love him. I love what he does in people's lives. I want to be a part of blessing people, blessing ministries. I want to be a part of that because he's in my heart. God is love. So I want to be a part of that. So that's why I give. I don't want to gamble. I would say no. So if you want to chime in, you have something else. (laughs) You just say feel free feel free if you have another scripture feel free but in the meantime i'm gonna give god some glory hallelujah i'm gonna give god some glory for uh for who he is thank you jesus thank you lord i'm gonna give him some some glory for who he is because he is worthy to be praised from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same and there's this little praise break now like i said i don't know each and every one of these ministries i don't go and and investigate and and put a a magnifying glass you know to see what each and every one of these ministries are doing and all of that what i do is if you're praising the lord okay i enjoy jesus with them huh uh Let's let us lift his name together. Amen. Let everything that have breath praise the Lord. See, the condition is look, everything that have breath, but we as believers, we're just going to praise God. Let me see if I can make sure this is going to cue for us. And we're just going to enjoy Jesus. Amen. Amen. Just turned around in your life. Tell him you got 36 seconds to put your foot where your mouth is. You better.
All right. Go ahead and praise him. Amen, Sister Reason. Amen, amen. Yes, come on. Bishop Mark House. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor uh, Neighbor said, Do you understand what just happened? Thank you, Lord. You shouting about something that God did 24 hours ago. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We're going to pray. Since your praise is late, <laughs> we're going to have to make up for lost time. Uh, make up for lost time. Praise what you got. Worthy to be praised. Come on. Say the praise was late. Huh? Gotta make up for some lost time praise. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. You got 36 seconds. You okay, all right. You made it up for yesterday. Yellow. Can you imagine? You were stressed about it and it was done. Woo, come on. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Huh? It was done. It was done. I'm not going to be stressed about it. God is a good God all the time and all the time. Our God is good. Hallelujah. God done already, done already did it, huh? He woke me up this morning. Mine stayed on him. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I was going to have a victorious day today. Why? Because he woke me up and he was with me. Hallelujah. I knew that he was going to be with me. I trusted him. I spoke to him this morning. That's what we need to do. Acknowledge God. Huh? Acknowledge him. Don't follow him just for the little ends, huh? The, the money that he could give or whatever. And, you know, everybody's got to watch out for that. Huh? From the pulpit to the door. Oh, we got a good ministry because the money's coming in. Hmm. We're going to say what we want, cause, and we're going to make the folks shout because the money's coming in. No, 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 no. We, we want to love who God is. We want to love him, not his gifts. Hallelujah. We want to love him. The money, he got money. He got money. That's the cheapest thing he has. He walks on money. He has streets of gold. Hallelujah. Like pure glass. God ain't thinking about nobody's money. He wants us. Hallelujah. Thank God for his precious blood. Hallelujah. Thank God for his salvation, his saving power, his keeping power. God, we love you. Thank you for who you are. Hallelujah. Thank you that we don't have to trust anything by chance. Thank you, Lord, that you provide all of our needs. Hallelujah. According to your riches and glory. In Christ Jesus, thank you, Lord, because of what you did, because of who you are. God, you're good. Thank you, Jesus. And we don't have to worry about trying to go make up and take money to go make some money and, and live on change. We don't have to do that. That's short-sighted. We can live a full life, hallelujah, in you, God. Life and life more abundantly. Thank you, Jesus. And God, we just ask that you will bless those that need God, those that are waiting, God, that are patiently waiting because of the, maybe the trial that they're going through, God, of needing to have some money right now, God, for their bills. I pray that you'll provide. I pray that you'll make a way. Hallelujah. Give wisdom and insight, God. 
on what they're to do. God, have mercy, God, for those uh, who are fallen and, and know that they're falling. Strengthen God and, and teach and renew the mind, Father, so that they'll know that every good and perfect gift comes from you, God. Hallelujah. We don't have to go trust in uh, no riches. We trust in you. Hallelujah. Because you are Jehovah Jireh. Hey, glory. You are our provider. You are our healer. Thank you. You are our keeper. You are our way maker. Hallelujah. You are God. You are the great El Elyon. And Father, we just love you today. God, touch each and every heart and comfort to know that you're real. Be real in their lives, God. Hallelujah. Help us to stretch out on faith. Thank you, Lord, not to tempt you, God, but just to know that you're there because life has issues already, doesn't it? Oh, God, we'll we'll go through anyway, but just to go through and yea, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. Let us know that we won't have to fear any evil because you are with us. We don't have to go and do anything that's not right to get any anything, any kind of money. We don't have to go sell ourselves. We don't have to lie still uh, and do anything, uh, any ungodly thing. Hallelujah. We don't have to do that. We trust you, God. We know that you are a way maker. Hallelujah. Raise us up. Raise your people up, God, to know who you are. Thank you, Lord, and to trust God. Build the faith of your people. Thank you, Jesus. Build our faith. Thank you, Lord, because without it, it's impossible to please you. Strengthen God and take us through, God, for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Woo, thank you, Lord. You are wonderful. You are wonderful, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Did, did you feel that? <laughs> I feel, these prayers, I tell you, God is wonderful. The prayers. Hallelujah. The righteous availeth much. And you know, I'm righteous because he counts me righteous. Uh, not for anything that, that, I, that I've done who I am. No, it's because of him. He counts me righteous and I can stand on his word because he is faithful amen amen sister Risa, hallelujah she says thank you jesus amen she says she says she trusts him for everything trust him for everything trust god in everything she says amen she says she talks to him all day every day and we know who he is the great him the great the great god the one and only true god besides god there is no other god there is no other god hallelujah she talks to him every day amen thank you jesus be blessed be blessed y'all be blessed tomorrow if the Lord says the same, he's going to wake us up. It is uh, Sunday. That's when we bless the Lord. The first day we give him the first fruit of our week. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. That's something that we do. We bless the Lord. It's Sunday. Get to your church houses if you can. Amen. Log in. Do whatever you need to do if you can't. Pray for the time when we can all come together. Remember those big big services i mean big pack services you know they have those big pack services now you know where they have them hmm? them sporting events i think they're back aren't they huh you have them the thousands of people it's not just the, those cardboard cutouts sitting in the seats folks are in there uh cheering on their team hmm, gambling but god father help us Prepare your people, prepare your church, help us to be ready and be mindful of you. You know, he's going to do it. We're going to keep on praying. Get out there and, and bless the Lord and minister best you can. Amen. With your life first. And the first ministry you have is in your home. Thank you, Jesus. If you're mother, father, husband, wife, you know, if you're even if you're a single, there's certain ways we as singles, I'm a single, 
I minister. I minister as a single person, you know, do that. Minister as unto the Lord. Let the world know that you are saved. <laughs> saved. Life now is sweet and my joy is complete for I'm saved. 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 I'm saved. How about you? You need to get saved. I'll put the link in there. You want to ask the Lord to be your Lord and Savior. Click on that link, the prayer of salvation. It'll take you right on out there to the YouTube out there. And you can say that prayer. Amen. And then there's links out there at Labors for His Harvest Ministries. At the Go out there to the rep, website, www.lfhhm.org. And you can click on the discipleship resources tab. And then there it will give you a pamphlet too. Just, not just a prayer, but a pamphlet where you can read about what to expect as you grow in Jesus. Amen. And I always say, I always say, amen. If the Lord says the same, we'll see you next time. Be blessed. Thank you.